Welcome back to the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with your Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a good day today. Let's get right to it. Lots to talk about here. Going to keep it kind of quick today. Uh, today, again, started off ugly. We, But again, it's, it's a pattern, right? We saw yesterday. We actually have seen this pattern has been fairly uh, repetitive of lower opens and then rallies throughout the day. <clears throat> happened yesterday. Happened again today. Even though we finished lower on the Dow by 142, <clears throat> and that and uh, you know uh, uh, Rust 2000 was down one percent. Nasdaq was was up actually three points. But anyway, even even though we finished a mixed, we'll call it big rally from the open. Saw it yesterday, and then we saw it again today. Uh, you know today at the lows, the Dow Jones was down over five hundred points, finishing down one forty two. Uh, but what's interesting about the comeback is what's happened the last two days on the comeback. Both days led by the semiconductors. If you've listened to us at all, if you're a subscriber to our work, if you know anything about what Tyler and I do here, you know that we key off of one group more than any group that there is. There is only one group that matters in the market anymore for leadership, and it's the semiconductors. If you want to know the market's direction going forward, tell me what the semiconductors are doing. I can tell you which way the market's going to go. That's just been the case for a very long time. Probably, I think really since financial engineering began, that's been the case. Uh, tech, uh, tech leads, but semis lead tech in both directions. And yesterday, the, when the turn started yesterday, it was led by the semiconductors happening again today, namely on the backs of earnings from Taiwan Semiconductor, one of the largest on the planet, and TSM's assemble. Yesterday, even as the market was sharply lower, it began to rally, finished up on the day by almost 2%. Uh, it, it took the, the entire semiconductor space up, almost closed up 1% yesterday. And then today, here we go again. Taiwan Semi announced earnings this morning. Not only did they beat, but they, they, they had positive forward guidance. And so that's, that's, a, that's a breath of fresh air. Why does that matter? Well, today it closed up 3%. Semiconductors today rallied big time on the news. Tyler just told me that every, every semiconductor in this ETF finished higher today, right? SMH, every single one finished higher today. That's a real positive. SMH, the uh, semi-ETF itself, finished up 2.1% today. That's 3% in two days in an ugly market. And I remind everybody, from the July 5th lows, the semiconductors are now up 10.5%. That's not nothing. If this market is going to bottom and move higher, it's going to happen on the backs of the semiconductors. Uh, as you can tell, we're watching it very closely. Uh, what else today? J.P. Morgan reported earnings today before the open. That's what really set the tone today. Not only did J.P. Morgan miss, uh, they did have some positive comments that the consumers hanging in there. Consumer spending is still strong. And then they proceeded to uh, add about $400 million to loan loss reserves for future losses because they expect the economy to weaken going into year end into early 2023. And they also suspended their share repurchase program. Uh, the rumor has been out there that that was going to begin to happen. And today, J.P. Morgan uh, was the first to announce it. The banks, bank stocks, financial stocks are, are really getting hit hard. You know, what happened to the what happened? Everybody said that uh, bank stocks, higher rates were going to be a huge positive for bank stocks. <laughs> that ain't happening. BKX hit a new 52 week low today. Right. That's the uh, the bank index. XLF, I believe. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it did. Right. Let me double check here. Yeah. XLF, the financial ETF, also hit a new 
52-week low today. So uh, Goldman Sachs now has a market cap of less than $100 billion. It's trading at 92% of book value. That's Goldman Sachs, the vampire squid. Not much different across the board. Uh, financials are being hit hard. When the financials are going lower, folks, that is not a good sign. It's just not. It's not a good sign for the U.S. economy uh, because the fears of loan loss reserves are going to have to be uh, rapidly increased. So you have this dichotomy. You know, you have uh, the, the, the semis that are trying to lead, are leading higher, and you have these cyclicals that are telling you the economy is going to get weaker. What does it tell you, folks? What does it tell you? It tells you the Fed is hiking into a recession, or at least at minimum, the, head is, the Fed is hiking into a very weak economy. Jay Powell, are you paying attention? You know, the word is that at their uh, Fed meeting on July 27th, what is that, 12 days from now, that the Fed's going to hike rates by a full 1%. Matter of fact, the, the, the betting odds favor that yesterday. came down some today as it had a couple speaker, Fed speakers out there saying, you know what? I'm not so sure we're going to go beyond 0.7, you know, 75 basis points to a full percent. Um, I think that uh, they think that hiking rates is going to slow inflation. It's just not going to happen. Uh, it's just not, not, not with these kind of high rate heights. Remember, Paul Volcker took the Fed funds rates to 20% in 1981 because he knew that would destroy inflation. And it did in his tracks. Paul Volcker also said before he died that what he did in 1981 would not work today. Why? Because we have $30 trillion in debt, and you can't take rates to where they need to be today to snuff out inflation. You can't take uh, the tenure today, uh, or the Fed funds rate today, I should say, you can't take that today to 10 to 12% to destroy inflation immediately because the, the entire global financial system would melt down. So that's our problem. That's our dilemma. What do we do, right? Well, let's see. Uh, well, we got a president that apparently doesn't want to do much about it at all except go overseas and make a fool of himself. So we'll, we'll leave that be for today. Uh, again, not a, not a great couple of days. The internals, by the way, were not good today uh, either. But, you know, look at the 10-year. I mean, the 10-year, uh, what, a month ago was 3.5%, you know. And now, even again, even in the face of runaway inflation, even in the face of these rate hikes that are, that are happening, uh, the 10-year has dropped down below 3% where it remained today. It was up a little bit today. It was up a little bit today. But the 10-year now is a yield of 2.96%. I think the, the play here, folks, is to buy bonds. And even though gold and silver got smoked today, uh, that, that's also what we believe is time to add to. I'll talk about it more in just a moment. Uh, and the internals today, uh, this is not pretty. There's just really uh, – the NASDAQ volume – was flat. So, you know what? Uh, that's We'll take it, I guess, right? NASDAQ uh, advanced decline was 2 to 1 negative. NYSE, 3 to 1 negative advanced decline. NYSE had 82% down volume day. Not 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 historically awful. Not even 90% down volume day, but still not a good day. Uh, new 52-week highs to lows. Again, here we go again. 20 stocks hit a new 52-week high to 800. Hit a new, I'm rounding up, 800 hit a new 52-week low. This is, this is not the direction we want to go in. And as Tyler reminded me before the podcast, uh, the situation is even worse in, in, in Europe and uh, through Central America and South America. Uh, the, all, almost every one of these uh, European and South American, Central American uh, uh, markets are hitting new 52-week lows. The problem there, you know, again, our dollar is so strong. Their currencies are so weak. A strong dollar actually should stifle should stifle inflation, right? That should work to the U.S.'s favor. 
but it works just the opposite in foreign countries because it's it's a self-perpetuating cycle. You know, they have to take their local currency to to to, to buy commodities. They have to take and, and and to buy U.S. debt. They have to take their local currency and convert it to U.S. dollars to then buy commodities. Why? Because the world the U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency. That's the process. So when they have to sell their own currency, it makes it weaker. When they have to buy our currency, it makes it stronger. See, it's self. It's just a self. It's a repeating cycle. It's a closed loop that you just can't break free of, and it's a real problem. It's why the U.S. dollar is trading at multi-decade highs, and uh, again, European and South American, Central American currencies are so weak. Inflation is really soaring there. It's a real problem, folks. Not a pretty, not a pretty summer so far. Not not a pretty summer. Again, watching the semis, watching the semis very, very carefully. Up note today, uh, even even though the market got hit so bad today, the VIX, the volatility index, was actually down today one and a half percent. I just have to put this out there because again, this has been our theme now for a while. You know, we, we've still held the lows. We have not violated the lows, and we have this uh, this uh, this uh, 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 data going back to the 1930s that tells us. Time and time and time and time again, it's undefeated that when you have this bad of a first half, right? And by some metrics, we just had the worst first half in, for stocks in history, period. But by every metric, we just had the worst first half since 1970. That's, a, that's definite, okay? Uh, in, in, in every case, in every case, uh, I, we're looking at like seven different times this has happened. The seven worst starts to the year, have all been followed by major moves higher into year end and into the following year. That's undefeated so far. With something to it's something to hang your hat on. You know, whenever we finally see the lows, that we're going to have a significant rally. Again, watching the semis very carefully here. Uh, what else today? Our sector watch. We had of our eleven S and P five hundred sectors, eight finished lower, three finished higher. Led the downside by again financials new fifty two week low down one point nine percent. Energy uh, down one point nine percent as well. And communication services down one percent to the upside. Tech led the way up, but nine tenths of one percent. Pretty much pretty quiet elsewhere. And our commodity watch today again not a good day here, folks. The gold down one and a half percent to seven seventeen hundred dollars and at seventeen hundred nine dollars an ounce. Silver down four point four percent today, eighteen thirty four. That's an industrial metal. That's what that's what it's showing you today. That's the industrial component rather than the precious metals component of silver getting smoked today. Copper down another 2.7%. Dr. Copper, Fed, are you, are, you, are you watching copper, right? Are you watching the most important base metal and probably the most important, one of the most important indicators for the, the health of the, global, of the global economy, copper, down to three twenty three a pound. It was $5 a pound just a few months ago, okay? Uh the Fed's hiking into a radically slowing economy, probably almost certainly now a recession uh, pending. And that's really what this, this metal space is telling you. Uh, oil today, even though XLE, uh, the energy ETF, excuse me, X, X, yeah, XLE energy ETF was down 1.9%. Oil today actually held its ground, finishing flat on the day at $96.36 a barrel. Finally on the day, Bitcoin. You know, <clears throat> Bitcoin... If you overlay a chart with Bitcoin and NASDAQ, you, you're looking at the same chart. And it's been that, that way now, I think, for about a year and a half, maybe a bit longer. So 
people that bought Bitcoin as a store of value, it's not a store of value. You own you own the tech sector. That's that's the way it's been trading. And of course, because tech was up today, guess what? So is Bitcoin. Up nine ninety five an ounce at twenty thousand six hundred and sixty five. I think when that pair, you know, when when that parity uh, and that correlation between Bitcoin and tech begins to break down. That's when I'll really have an interest in taking a serious look at Bitcoin, but not until then. Otherwise, why not just buy tech stocks, right? All right, folks, always appreciate you listening. I hope you had a great day today. Uh, come and join us uh, for two free weeks anytime at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.